Alrighty, hello everybody, welcome to the third episode of the Pelican Records. Um, last time we listened to Melissa and Phoebe have a conversation about Melissa's favorite tunes at the moment, or what those tunes meant to her. And now we have the one and only Snay Banzal, Sneha Banzal, um, uh, the tortoise keeper. Um, yeah, I'm going to let her introduce herself for a moment. Hello, um, I'm Sneha, or Snay, as people tend to call me. Um, I'm a third year classicist, and as Paul says, I'm the tortoise keeper for Corpus. Um, not that that means much right now, because Fox is in hibernation. Um, and I'm about to tell you guys about some of my favourite songs. This was really hard. I found this really <laughs> difficult. <laughs> like there's... Yeah, most people say that. Yeah. <laughs> I had like a list of 20 songs, so there are so many that I would have put in if I could. Um, but... I do believe that it makes it more interesting, that you need to like find a reason to say I'm going to get rid of this one and put this one in yeah think. yeah and like some of the ones I got rid of I got rid of because it's if I were to talk about them it would be for the same reasons like they mean similar things even mm. though they're two completely different songs um but like so we're starting off with some sort of summary summary vibes um like the first song Loving is Easy by Rex Orange County is very mm-hmm. like just kind of encapsulates summer or spring to me and like friend it just reminds me of sort of dancing in the kitchen, making brunch or making breakfast with friends and just being outside and sort of everyone knows the words a bit and we're all just sort of swaying, singing to it. Um, I think last year it would have been T-shirt weather by Circle Waves, but now it's this one. So I think that like the vibe stays the same, but the song in the moment changes for me. So that is the first song and that is Loving is Easy by Rex Orange County. Let's listen to it. Alrighty, so that was Loving is Easy by Rex Orange County, and um, I think it's time to enlighten the people what Snea and I talked about during this song, <laughs> well, <laughs> where I... Snea had a very deep moment and said, you know what, loving isn't easy, and uh, we're going to ask her to expand on it. Well, <laughs> I just meant like, I mean the lyrics themselves, like we said, are a bit contradictory, like he says like mm. that he's been fucked up, and I guess it's that point when everything seems perfect but I was just like it's not really it's fine it's a very lovely song I don't think of sort of romantic love when I listen to it I think of friendship and and all my friends and us dancing in the kitchen making brunch like on a Saturday after like a big night or something or just playing games and this like or working outside and everyone's very chill I love that because like in itself I find like the melody and I think Phoebe and I talked about this as well like the, the melody and the lyrics Perhaps a bit con- like contrast. Yeah, there, like, yeah, because some... it's so like easy going, but then yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the melody really supports the idea of like, oh, I'm just happy. I'm like in this sort of ecstasy, and then you get this whole thing of which I guess maybe it is just like the idea that he thinks it's easy, and um, but then he sees it's fucked up. But it was so hard to see and stuff like that. Yeah, like, which are the lyrics, and he's kind um, of asking to make like he's asking this girl to not change anything. And sort of keep him yeah. in that easygoing moment so he kind of knows that it could change any moment but he just wants to remain in this bliss is very just sort of pleasant and you could just yeah. like sit in the sun and forget about everything. it's so nice that like that that makes complete sense and then also that your interpretation of that also makes sense in that you kind of take away i feel like the lyrics but just the vibe mm. and then you can like apply it to your friends and just like chilling and 
playing yeah. board games because she's head of board game society and those people didn't know um, she just wanted to plug that i'm just uh i'm not letting that pass by i i can see a plug <laughs> no but I, I think that's very lovely because like in a way you've almost got three different not necessarily interpretations but moods mm. with the same song and they do overlap and they do make sense together yeah like there are some songs where the lyrics really impact the way i listen to it whereas this kind of song mm-hmm. you can just listen to the vibe and the lyrics when you hear them they're really interesting and you think about them but overall it's it just it doesn't make the song yeah. that different yeah that was a lovely song to start off with um <laughs> what is the next song on your so list? the next song is one of my favorite panic at the disco songs i had to put a panic song in there but it took me way too long to figure out which one um this is also quite i definitely a... did get some panic uh, panicky uh, messages <laughs> i mean like i don't know what panic at the disco song to put in yeah so it was like a choice between a more boppy one and a more chill one because this is like from really early in their career um, and it's a song that also reminds me of one of my best friends because it's her favorite panic song ever um this is when the day met the night by panic at the disco Snea and I were talking a bit about like that when she was choosing between songs that she chose this one because she found it was like the most versatile in a way Mm. or the most you don't need to be in a specific mood about it is that right a lot of panic songs i have to be in the right mood to listen to so like the really dancey albums like pray for the wicked and death of a bachelor like i can't really listen to them unless i'm in a boppy mood but this one i could just listen to all the time no matter what i think is a really nice song and it's it's one of their earliest from pretty odd like one of their first albums and yeah like i said before it reminds me of my best friend from home because it's her favorite panic song ever so um and i went to see panic live with her so it, it kind of just all relates to that um and yeah i've been like listening to panic at the disco since i was like 13 or 14 when i went through the classic panic fallout boy paramore all those yeah <laughs> um and it's the one that i probably listened to the most out of all those bands i used to listen to when i was younger and just continue uh, brendan yuri's voice is just so great it's so versatile it's so versatile it's a very recognizable i find yeah that's the number one way i know it's a panic <laughs> his voice and i guess you can say that about a lot of artists but yeah. with him just and he also has like an insane range he has such an like, insane range I've heard yeah. him sing Bohemian Rhapsody, and I was just like, wow, that is mm. somebody who can sing Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. That isn't Freddie Mercury, <laughs> or I guess Adam Lambert, but I'm okay. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not that big of a fan, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, we saw, him, we saw that live. It was incredible watching him sing Bohemian Like, that whole, I don't know how he did that concert. He Wait, you saw him sing Bohemian Rhapsody as well? Yeah, yeah, he did it live. Oh was, my god, I'm jealous. It was <laughs> so amazing. I remember also when we listened to that because it was in first year and Bohemian Rhapsody was like our our pre-song so it made me think mm. of like our friends and oh yeah it was so he's just incredible and he, he's so energetic in concert like his other songs just I've got like memories of him dancing on stage he owns the stage like he's just so much energy so much life it's just incredible like he I don't know how he does the whole thing by himself when and his band wow. but yeah <laughs> and his, his band. Band. but like band. like panic is brendan at this point because yeah. they all yeah i mean it's kind of like the same with 
queen, I guess. I mean, maybe Augie will kill me for this, but I do think, like... Although, no, I don't think he will. Like, Freddie Mercury also takes the stage and is queen. Yeah. Queen without Freddie Mercury is not the queen, I think, most people. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, with all respect to queen. Um, in case they're listening... We love, we love you, queen. ...reaches everywhere. Case, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, like, that makes perfect sense. And, like, Freddie Mercury also just has that energy mm. and that like presence and i think if it's like if it's as you say and he like can get the audience so engaged that makes perfect sense because that is what that song is partly about in my opinion definitely i mean i don't think i stopped dancing that whole concert my feet did not thank me for it but you just can't (laughs) like i've been to a concert a couple concerts where you don't really dance that much but this is just just it's just insane so it's a whole experience so good yeah and then to kind of really back to the song itself, we were saying that how it's like a bit of a fairy tale, which is quite sweet. Um, and I guess maybe it's just because we're too classicists <laughs> um, listening to it that we're just like, oh my God, I love it. It's <laughs> mythology. like mythology. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that adds nicely to your point mm. of just putting it at any yeah. point. I like that it's kind of not really about anything. It's just this, I don't know, nice story about the sun and the moon and it's a bit, yeah, fairy tale and I like that it kind of doesn't necessarily mean anything, but it's just nice, yeah. Going on to the next song, this is a, a real classic. I don't oh, know yeah. Which, you've, you've got a... Is there any, like, reason behind a specific version? Because it is a Mark Ronson feat yeah. in the Winehouse. So I was like, oh. I don't know. I think that's the version I just listened to more. I don't think there's a specific reason for it. But perfect, I think it's time for some classic Amy Winehouse with Valerie. Yeah. Uh, I mistakenly thought it was just Amy Winehouse, who uh, apparently covered this, um, as we just found out. Yeah, I found out it's not um, even the original. Yeah, the original is by the Zutons. Zutons? I'm really I curious. Pronounce that correctly. Well, what that sounds like <laughs> yeah same i'm quite shocked by that i didn't not they're, they're an that indie rock band i feel like that happens quite a bit though where um the song that we know is the cover that was made famous and the original actually mm. wasn't like i can't think of an example right now but there are definitely ones that oh yeah no, definitely especially like in belgium a lot of the songs in dutch that like my parents loved or people that like my friends loved <laughs> they were like mostly just translated versions of english songs <laughs> and when I, I was like once i was just like okay i'm gonna take like a few of the songs that they like i'm gonna search a translation in english and i literally found the original for every single one of them it was all english and i was just like Whoa. i don't know how to break this to them yeah but, um, <laughs> yeah i think this is this is definitely something that happens a lot yeah but um why did you choose a valor yeah, so um, not to continue repeating myself, but this again is is a song that I always want to dance to. I guess I wouldn't really dance the other two. Those are kind of chill kitchen vibes for me. This is like a song that if it comes on at a bop or in the marquee or if we're having pre's, like I will want to get up and dance no matter what. Um, it's such a upbeat song, like so much energy and always makes me feel really good, like really happy. Um, 
like it will lift my mood I think no matter what um, bit of a really cringy reason to like it is um, that they did it on Glee uh, which I used to be obsessed with and then I think I rewatched it one summer um, I don't really know why it was a very weird experience but anyway they do the song on Glee uh, and one of the characters like two of the characters who are really good at dancing do a really amazing dance to it and I've always wanted to be able to dance like that so that always stuck in my mind uh, that it is such a just a dancey song no I just find it very interesting that you like but in the glee aspect just because for me okay but for me like amy winehouse has like her music has a very distinct kind of scenery mm. because if you like go to what is it camden market or camden town mm-hmm. where she's basically adored like crazy and then you see like um the pictures of her and like her environment that already immediately sets the tone for me for a lot of her music mm. so what you say with like that kind of swingy vibe it's um, I don't know what I would call it swingy, but it's definitely like I get what vibe you're trying to describe. Yeah. That's what I immediately think of when thinking of Amy Winehouse in a way. Um, but then I think Glee, <laughs> although I have not heard that version. <laughs> it's, it's not um, like them singing it. It's the dance that they do. I mean, don't stop believing. Mm. I first heard that like the Glee version. I didn't watch Glee, just in, just to put that <laughs> there. But I did hear the version first before I heard the actual um version by uh, journey yeah i feel like glee was very big at school everyone was obsessed with it um we used to watch grant gustin's performances because my friend had a well okay i say my friend me and my friend had massive celebrity crushes <laughs> on him so we just like watch his performances um yeah as long as it like it brings happiness i don't really care how cringy <laughs> it is or not like it's so even yeah. to me, it brought happiness because it introduced Don't Stop Believing, which mm. I think is an insane bop. Yeah. So, how about you introduce the next song? So, this is Tongue Tied by Group Love, um, which, again, is a very vibey song for me. Um, but it has, like, I think this one has more specific memories attached to it, but um, we'll play it and then I'll talk about, talk about those. Snae, you were saying that, like, this song, like, feels big to you. Yeah. Right? So, I, yeah, I said it a lot that it makes me feel like the world is big. It, it, it brings up a very specific memory that's not a specific to a time or place, but kind of a very specific feeling. Like, it's a summer night and you're with your friends and you've been partying and kind of it's almost the end of the night, but you don't really want it to end and you just want it to continue and you sort of have this realisation about how big the world is and everything just feels very open and and free and you're with your friends and so it's you're like you're very present in the moment but you're also very aware of how big everything is um i don't know if that makes any sense but i listen to it most like the most recent memory i have to it is when um my birthday was in lockdown and i hadn't seen my friends in ages and then they surprised me with a party and it was just the best night in lockdown for me like i'd i hadn't really had a great time until then and then I came home and I was just in my bed. I wasn't even, I hadn't had anything to drink, but I did feel a bit drunk. Uh, I listened to the song in bed and just felt so affectionate for all my friends and just felt so much affection for everyone and kind of feeling so connected to them, even though we weren't all together. Um, I like, you guys have done that video and then I'd seen people I hadn't seen in ages. It was just such, like, such an important thing. 
yeah, you feel very connected to your friends and you're just like, let's just keep the night going, like take me to your best friend's house and sort of like the lyrics, like I loved you then and I loved you now, I love you now. Like you'll just continue this affection and love between friends and that will carry you through and stuff like that, yeah. Big feeling. Yeah, no, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but that that definitely makes sense. And as it, like we were kind of saying, especially the fact that you feel like it makes like it feels big mm. is really lovely. When you're like suddenly back in your bed, kind of within your own room, within your tiny little space. But I guess you were still in a bit of a high. Of yeah. Like, oh my god, like these people still exist. Yeah. Especially like in lockdown, like communication is different. It feels so different. more remote. So like if you suddenly get like pulled back in that world that you know mm. that must like be like quite a high yeah yeah moment. like you're on a high from this from whatever night it is like it makes me feel a bit nostalgic for the night while I'm in the night like you're almost feeling nostalgic mm. for just the experience that you've been having in a good way not like a painful nostalgic but it is it is a bit of a almost bittersweet feeling I think um, that's exactly the feeling that's encapsulated by the like don't kiss me goodnight um, bit right that I think a lot of us will have felt that where you just like you feel the vibe is like oh it's gonna be another like 10 maybe 20 minutes but like I wish I was back at the energy of two hours ago because oh my god was that nice. yeah yeah like I just, just like don't wave no goodbye like don't leave me tongue-tied just like keep going um, yeah and then also with regards to like it feeling big I was talking to Sne about my own interpretation, <laughs> and I'm gonna give a little shout out to Luke Masters. Um, so I don't know whether this song is actually a FIFA song, but um, basically Luke Masters is obsessed with FIFA songs, and uh, this definitely makes me feel like it is the vibe for one. Um, so for me, the kind of like big feelings that she was talking about was like the kind of idea of oh. You go to the streets in Brazil and people are playing football there, and then suddenly you go to to Belgium, to France, to the UK, to um in, to Asia, to to Africa, where everybody is just like somehow connected by in this case, football, but um that kind of like happy feeling, and that kind of like I guess grotesqueness of the song. That is how I interpreted it, um, but obviously, Snake has a lot of like. I mean, I've never played FIFA, so... <laughs> See, yeah. I think you should play FIFA. <laughs> then you understand Luke... me. I hope, I hope other FIFA players understand me. Yeah. <laughs> Luke, don't kill me. But, uh... <laughs> we love you, Luke. <laughs> we all do. Um, so the next one on our list is Just Like a Drummer by The Wave Pictures. Do you want to say anything about it before we listen to uh, it? Yeah, um, the song reminds me of Emma, mostly, um, my, who's my college wife. Uh, she's like a another friend of ours, third year PPS. Uh, mostly because the first time I heard it is when she sang it to me, um, and I listened to it a lot in lockdown again. Um, it's another evening song, I think. But yeah, enjoy. So yeah, we were talking about how crazy the lyrics <laughs> yeah, are. The... A bit. <laughs> they are insane. I could not tell you what they mean, but my favorite lyric is the sun came in like a pack of orange spaniels because I don't get it but I almost get it because like when sunlight filters through the window I guess you could say it's like a pack of orange spaniels coming through and like, like they go over the over the furniture and stuff but yeah the lyrics lyrics is crazy I don't know what the song means but um I first heard it when my friend Emma sang it 
in Wolf's room, uh, Wolf's bedroom, she played the guitar, and it was after a crew day in second year. And um, I think I'd had a, like, tired day. I think most of my friends were at the crew day, so I was like, oh, waiting for them to get back. And then she came in and we just sat and I listened to her to sing the song. And, I, I, like, we don't hear her sing that much, but um, she has a lovely, like, she has a beautiful voice. And it was just such a, such a lovely moment. Um, and since then, every time I listen to the song, I think of her. Um, and something about the music, I think, is quite calming. Like the, I, like he's talking about sleeping like a drummer. I felt like I could fall asleep listening to that. You're in bed and it's raining outside, but you're quite cozy. That sort of vibe. I think it's like the lyrics about being like. Um, when he says that he wakes up to the thunder of the typewriter, it makes me think that it could be raining. Oh, okay, interesting. I had, like, such a good... Like, I guess this is what you get with weird lyrics, but I just, like, had the interpretation that he was, like, hungover or something, and the people are, like, typing, oh, and then just, like, yeah. sounds ten times, like, louder, mm. and just like, oh, the bloody thunder. <laughs> and then... Or maybe he's high or something. I don't know if you're if you're high. That's the same the day after. <laughs> but then maybe that's why he's seeing yeah. like or in Spaniel or <laughs> maybe. Like... <laughs> I like I do think it describes weather in a funny way. Like waking up to the thunder mm. of a typewriter and, and orange spaniels as the sun, sort of coiling and creeping around on their bellies. They're so strange that I love them. Like it's that sort of thing where you don't know what it means, but you just really like it anyway. Um, and. Emma introduced me to it. I think people might know their other song, I Love You Like a Madman. Like, I feel like that was a song that I'd heard, even though I didn't know who the wave pictures were. Um, it also like brings back memories of when she and another friend of ours went to see them in first year. And I just remember that being a really fun night, not because I was there, but when they came back, I just very distinctly remember it. Um, for some reason, that, that particular night, we were hanging out in my room and it was just really fun. I mean, that is very true of Emma. If you know Emma Holmes, um, if she likes a song, she has gone to a concert. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> that is just one of the basic laws of physics. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, that's it's just how it is. It's so true. Like, so many moments in first year where she's just like, I saw this live. <laughs> no, but I, I like it as well because, like, I can both imagine you singing to it and listening to it and jamming to it and Emma. Mm. Um, so I completely get the, like the connection that it has for you um although i don't like i do know it was in my room but i don't remember you guys singing it but like <laughs> you weren't there so. i don't know where you were i don't like i think you were with... yeah no i know i know i i remember coming in and just like seeing you guys like i'm on my guitar <laughs> but yeah <laughs> i don't remember what songs you were singing it's almost like a like a moment of calm in between the craziness because like all these people were in our flat and a lot was going on and then we just sat down and oh, yeah. played the song yeah and it was just very like calming and nice that makes it like the lyrics even more interesting in a way that it's like i don't know sleeping like a drummer or like you have the thunder and all of that stuff if you think of it like everybody's like making noise outside and mm. like, no, no. we're just in that chill bubble that's what i love about these weird lyrics is that we can just have completely different <laughs> interpretations of it we're now gonna go to our penultimate because i love that word song you want to introduce us? Yeah, this is Heavy by Ola Gartland, which you might recognise if you saw the trailer for Normal People, because it was in that. Um, I've not seen Normal People, but I know another song of hers was featured in, in the show at some point. But she's, a, she's an Irish singer-songwriter, and this is one of my favourite songs by her. 
So why? So this is kind of a breakup song. Mm. Why is this like breakup song different than a lot of the others to you? Yeah. So Ola Gutland, she's a very lyric heavy writer. I think. Like I love this whole. There's like part of an EP called Freckle Season, and I think the whole EP is just brilliant. Um, and she ver- she somehow manages to capture very specific feelings. I think. So this is like a very specific song about the loss of very mundane things in a relationship like things that you don't really think about when you break up with someone so like seeing your boyfriend's dog or like their mum and and like bits of them that are left behind with you like stripy t-shirts and stuff so I, I found that really interesting that she just picks these specific moments and somehow everyone who listens to it can probably relate in some way or at least understand the feelings and, and be empathetic like that's just the thing about music in general that you can listen to a song and just be carried away by the emotion and you can feel it so strongly from the artist and it connects to you like I, I did an essay on this for one of my philosophy modules so i think it's just really interesting that music can express emotions in that way and that we can pick up on them and feel, feel them ourselves and so even if you can't personally relate to the exact circumstance i think you can just experience those feelings i think but that is like the point of a lot of music, isn't it? To kind of find the balance between what is a very individual kind of experience and what other people can relate to. Of course, I don't, I don't think everybody writes music necessarily for everyone. There are people who write music for themselves, um, or sometimes for both. But I think a lot of the good songs that hit really hard are those that can kind of find that perfect balance. But I do think. I mean, I don't want to make this a philosophy tutorial, but, <laughs> I, but like, I do think you can have a very individual story, mm. which at first glance you'd think that's not general and not like everybody will relate to that immediately. But I think a good song can drag you into the story enough that you will find at least tiny things that you will relate to, to the extent that you will actually kind of relate to it completely in a way. Um, which I think is like what, for example, TV series can really do well. And I think the biggest problem with that is maybe time. I've always found that kind of like the pacing of how you get people like involved. That's why I think TV series are so much stronger than movies. Yeah, because you like have time. Not to always. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Because like you're actually spending a lot of time, and especially now it's maybe not as much the case anymore with streaming, but back in the good old days when like <laughs> you had like a weekly schedule for stuff yeah. and you couldn't just record it and you had to like you got a routine yeah. and then you got really close to them and even though it's a very specific kind of stuff you would like you engage I mean, with I it don't, so much i don't necessarily relate to like a kid who has been locked up under stairs and then learns how to wave a wand and get magic <laughs> out of i i love it yeah anyway. But yeah, sorry. I'll reel this back back to the song. Can you tell um, that we do philosophy? Can you tell? <laughs> but yeah. Um, <laughs> so I like the point you were making about the kind of like the kind of little mundane things in life, right? Um, that she misses. Because as we were saying during the song, I guess when you're in a relationship you get introduced to a different world that of course it may overlap but you'll get introduced to a new family home friends even the dog yeah the dog and <laughs> yeah saddest bit about the whole song for me um, <laughs> yeah i think also it could even apply to any kind of relationship like even a friendship 
like when you lose a friend you kind of lose so much like all the in jokes and all the things you shared and experiences like that there's just connecting with people brings so much more than just the person itself like it brings the whole world and I like that she focuses on those bits not just the feelings that like you've got the bit where she's sort of being like why tell me why it has to be so heavy but then she also kind of recognizes that this is such a profound thing like she knows it like I I guess it has to be this heavy and I think it is a very big thing to like lose a connection with a person it's very sad but it's just mm-hmm. I, and like you, I could, you could turn it the other way and appreciate how um, important it is the way that we connect with people that we don't just connect with them we connect with their whole life and everything they bring to us and that's such a strong thing and so it impacts us a lot yeah especially because so there's like the bit about uh, being best friends with the mom right or like being close friends to the mom i find that interesting in the sense that like if you go through a breakup it will already be hard already be hurting but then if in a kind of smaller scale the people around you also have to go through like a little breakup because they're not going to see that person anymore they will remind you of it and like that must be so difficult because the people who obviously love you loads and want to be there for you and are your like most intimate circle might literally be like oh and how is that person doing miss them yeah yeah you miss them yeah (laughs) yeah that's great i think i watched marriage story recently and um Mm. yeah scarlett hansen's mom keeps being like oh i love i love your ex-husband and like scarlett hansen's like thanks mom like where thanks for the support for me like you're like it seems like you're more in love with him uh so just like yeah relates to that and kind of it's not just a breakup between two people it's a lot more than that yeah and i do think like so you say it's quite like lyric uh heavy right i do think also the music does support it um so as we were kind of saying um like the music becomes quite dramatic yeah yeah piano like strings and vocals like it does build up and um as I was saying, like, this is very much for me, I would need to be in the mood kind mm, of song. It's I would need to be sad. Yeah, exactly. Um, the kind of idea of, like, if I'm perfectly fine, I would find it too dramatic, personally. <laughs> but if if I'm sad, I'd be like, oh, yeah. I'm going for yeah. dramatic Take right me. now. Yeah, I love the strings. Yeah. Like, listening to strings just tugs at my heart. Like, nothing, like, just, like, instrumental strings is just so beautiful. Um, I think it swells really nicely and grows and and then you've got this kind of repetition at the end like do you think about do you think about like she is like swirling in her mind this question um, and yeah like mm-hmm. like you said you've you've got to be in the right mood for it but I think it's really nice sometimes to be indulgent with your feelings and music can really um, help with that I think like you listen to a song and you can just let yourself feel so strongly when you listen to it because yeah someone's talking about it in the same way so I think we're going to start wrapping it up yeah. and we're going to listen to the final song. Um, quite a banger, I must say. <laughs> I'll be very surprised if people don't know this one. Mm. Yeah. You want to introduce it? Yeah, so this is Heroes by David Bowie, or Bowie, depending on what you go for. But Controversial. Very, very iconic banger. Mm. 
Um, why did you choose this one as a final one? Um, I think it is a a final song. You know, like it is another end of the night song. Um, it's such a classic, but this one has a very specific memory attached to it. So I watched um, Perks of Being a Wallflower for the first time right before I went to uni. So it was like the first, like the last thing that I did with my home friends before going to uni. So like watching that film as sort of this is the last time I'm going to see my friends before I embark on this new big thing was such a profound evening. Like it was such a emotional kind of moment for me. And then this song obviously is in the film um, when she's in the car. And it was, again, one of those feelings where you're like, the world is so infinite and everything is so big and everything's so important. But um, it's stuck with me since then. Um, and even though I, I knew the song before I watched the film, but it has like such strong connections to that, like it's such a great film. And um, I also um, have vivid memories of bringing home a slightly inebriated Augie from um, the classics crew day. Um, and he okay. didn't he didn't like want any of the lights on, but he wanted to play some music. So I put this on because he has the record of it. And we just sort of sat in oh, the dark. <laughs> shout out to Augie <laughs> and his drunken, drunken escapades. <laughs> oh, vice president. Um, yeah, no, I, I do like that because whenever I listen to this song, it kind of gives me, and this is not necessarily listening to the lyrics, but I guess they could work with it, but just a kind of idea of like, oh, it's all ending. I'm just enjoy. And like, maybe that's what Augie was feeling when he was drunk in bed with all the lights <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. Or I guess in a way that's what you were feeling with your friends, like the kind of ending kind of feeling. Um but I do think it's an empowering song at the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of we can be heroes forever and ever. It's very Yeah. Yeah. It it it's the same feeling that I got when um at the end of first year Seb was saying goodbye to us and it was like, Oh, we're not gonna see him for the whole summer and it felt very sad but also like bittersweet and he played um louis armstrong um what a wonderful world and it and it's just like mm. such a bittersweet feeling um, but yeah it's like that kind of mm. everything's ending but it's kind of good and even though everything is ending like the people are going to stay there they're going to be there when we come back you know they're not gonna they're not going anywhere yeah yeah, yeah. it's a very dramatic That's... moment no, yeah, and I guess this song will have a lot more meaning when we are finalists and oh. the end <laughs> of this year. We're not finalists I have at the to end of this year. On. We want tears, we want tears on this podcast, Snake. I need to do it somehow. <laughs> we should get the audience crying. We're not We're not finalists at the end of this year, though, and I refuse to believe that we any of not. our friends will be leaving, because they're going to stay. So if anybody's listening, don't tell her otherwise. She will kill you. <laughs> I do not need my reality shattered. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think that was a very, very lovely song to end with. David Bowie is a legend. Mm. Uh, may he rest in peace. Um, a real legend of a guy. A legend of a song. Legend of and a song. legend of a guest. Oh, did oh. You see how I just bridged that. Just shout out to guest. I want to thank Sneha Benzel for being on the podcast this week. Um... Tortoise Keeper, if you want to plug anything, now is your last chance. You already plugged the Board Game Society. Might as well do I could, I could plug my logo. Plug, yes, exactly. <laughs> I actually haven't said that yet. You are completely right. 
Um, the logo of the Corpus Music Talk Pelican Records has been made by yours truly, Sneha Banzal. So me. a big shout out to her <laughs> and a big thank you. No, thank to you. Her. It's very fun to come up with ideas for it. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. It's a, a treble clef and a pelican, by the way. Yeah, just, like, just in you case better you can tell. Yeah. Nah, it's really good. I was so hyped when I saw it. <laughs> she also had a really funny other one with a pelican playing the saxophone, <laughs> which I found was a bit weird, but like I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> it was like, that was the first image that came into my head when you, like, something about pelicans and music. I was like, right, a pelican playing the saxophone, I've got it. And then I drew it, and I was like, this is actually more complicated than I thought it would be. So yeah, thank you so much for being on. Thank you um, for I hope me. you enjoyed it. Yeah. So if other people want to join this, feel free to message either me or Phoebe, especially you, you finalists before you need to study for your exams and leave. They're not going good. anywhere. Wolf. What are you talking about? They'll be here forever. Okay. <laughs> so. Okay, before the rest of your eternity at Corpus, um, if you want to leave your stamp here, what better way than to come on this podcast? So um. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much, Snake, for being here. Thank you very much, Phoebe, for editing this. And the whole ID behind the Pelican Records, by the way, should uh, mention that as well. And uh, we will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye.